Hawks fall flat on the second half of a back-to-back against Cleveland at home, 116-95. to Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! All right, Mikey, um, the Hawks... Lose at home against Cleveland on the second half of a back-to-back. Um, the Hawks came out completely flat in this game. You could definitely tell um, the guys had uh, tired legs. It was one of those things where it was just really rough for the Hawks. Yeah. And some really some stats that that caught my eye in this one. 11 of 38 from three for the Hawks. And one of our three keys coming into the game was getting up those threes with Jared Allen and protect Jared Allen protecting that paint. Um, but they they got him up, but they didn't they didn't hit him. Uh, that was a that was a key uh, stat of the night. And Cleveland they hit him a lot. And we'll we'll go go over some some of these guys that really hurt the Hawks from downtown for Cleveland. Uh, you know Sam Merrill and George Niang off the bench. Sam Merrill was were five of 14, 14 threes for Sam Merrill uh, attempted, and George Niang hit four of eight. Those two guys off the bench really killed the Hawks. Um, but on the defensive end, when Jared Allen hurt the Hawks last time up in Cleveland with a twenty, with almost a twenty and twenty game, the Hawks I thought pretty did a decent job defending the pick and roll, where Allen wasn't able to catch the ball on the move in the lane and just get an easy hook shot or a roll to the rim. I thought the Hawks' back line did a decent job of stopping the pick and roll. But overall, after the second quarter, the defense uh, definitely fell flat and kind of ran into a bunch of problems uh, with particularly corner threes. Yeah, and something that I also noticed during this game, uh, we talked about how the Hawks and with Cleveland, the way the schedule set up is so weird, dude. Like. So the Hawks played Cleveland four times this year. Three of them are on second halves of back-to-backs. Like, uh, the NBA did not give the Hawks any favors when it definitely came to playing the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. No, for sure. And obviously, with the Cavs having Donovan Mitchell, the great scorer that he is, he didn't really have a particularly strong game today, but – the others for the Cavs really stepped up. Allen still had a good game. Uh, I mentioned three-point shooting. Karis LeVert was also out of out in this game, um, but they, they didn't need him. I mean, they got production from seven guys in double digits, and the, the lowest guy out of those guys was 12 with Isaac Okoro, and he made five and nine from the field. So the Cavs really got a contribution from a lot of their guys offensively, and, and you could kind of tell that way with how the game went if you were just – if you just watch and look at how at how the Hawks rotations were, and they just looked a step slow tonight. Yeah, I mean, for the Hawks when they came out, you know, they you know going into this, uh, we're going into the first. Uh, the Cavs going to eight zero run. The Hawks had a bunch of really bad turnovers. The Cavs were taking advantage of every pos- uh, possession. Yeah, 
back to back turnovers from DeJounte and Trey near the beginning of the game. And the, the Hawks' first bucket came actually on a DeJounte Murray botch possession. Uh, the, the ball was fumbling all over the place. Murray found the ball, laid it up off the glass. And, and that was the Hawks didn't score until there was eight minutes and 30 seconds left in the first quarter. And there were five turnovers in the first five minutes for the Hawks. And they, they had more turnovers than they had points to start off this game. Not a recipe for winning. No, definitely not. You know, it was uh, 15 to four Cavs at that point. Uh, Murray had the first six points for the Hawks. And, you know, they kind of, I want to say they settled down. And the Hawks, you know, started to find somewhat of a little bit of a groove to to get them back in this one, definitely in the first. Yeah, they went on a 13 to two run. Uh, at the at the end of that first quarter to cut the lead to 22 to 20. But that was the closest the Hawks would ever be. The Atlanta never actually led in this game. It was 25 to 20 after the first quarter. Uh, both teams struggled from three to start. They were two and nine from three after the end of the first quarter. But one thing that was really concerning throughout the entire night was, especially in the first quarter, the Hawks were not getting back on defense. They, they were turning the ball over a lot, but it was almost as if every single time they did, it was a three-on-one or a three-on-two fast break for Cleveland. And you got to credit uh, the Cavs for taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, they, they were efficient on the fast break tonight. But if you're the Hawks, the, the effort's just got to be there a little bit more for sure. Yeah, guys like uh, Max Struess, there was a couple other guys that were just really pushing the pace at the beginning of this game. And, you know, the Hawks didn't really have an answer. Yeah, over the course of the game, it kind of slowed down. Cleveland only ended with 10 fast break points. Atlanta actually had one more than them. But a bunch of those came in the first quarter. It's, it, it was probably a good six or eight of them. Yeah, going into the second, it was 34-26. Cavs go on a 13-6 run. I mean, for the Hawks, it was, you know, one of those things where it just felt like could they stop the bleeding and really make a run to to get this game in a somewhat manageable situation. Yeah, that first quarter 13 to 2 run felt like the only time in the game where the Hawks offensively sustained some type of rhythm. Um, Sam Merrill, like I mentioned before, Max Struess, they were doing damage from deep uh, as they both came in. The, the Cavs really did a good job, in my opinion, this offseason of addressing a, a need that, that they had in their roster. Last year in the playoffs, the, the Knicks exposed them for the lack of shooting they had. They go out and get Max Struess. They go out and get Sam Merrill. George Niang signs with them as well. You know, they obviously still got Donovan Mitchell, Garys Garland, Karis LeVert. They have a bunch of shooters now. And their offense, even without um, Mobley and Garland, they're 11-3 and three in their last 14 games. So you got to definitely credit the, the banded team that, that the Cavs are stepping up and then keeping this team afloat. Yeah, and, you know, we get to the three-minute and 20-second mark, and no Atlanta Hawks starter has been to the free-throw line. Like, I, I think the Hawks were doing a pretty poor job at trying to draw contact. Uh, I felt like, you know, Cleveland took it to the Hawks. Definitely whenever it came inside, like, Cleveland was finding a way to get to the rim, and if they didn't, they were getting fouled on it. Yeah, they were. Cleveland's definitely the more physical team tonight, which wasn't the case in the previous game against the Heat, uh, with the Hawks definitely uh, matching their physicality. But one thing that we did see that was encouraging from the Hawks throughout this entire game, really, 
was Jalen Johnson after that first quarter. You know, he had a relatively slow start, but during the second quarter, he really found his rhythm on the short roll. And with Trey being back, you you saw how those two can really be effective. Uh, Jalen had a couple turnaround mid-rangers, a really nice uh, couple spin moves uh, for a left-hand layup around Jared Allen. And, you know, these these kind of these kind of plays for Jalen are just more and more reps for him to to take on a, a good defensive center in Jared Allen. That was good to see him have a good night. Yeah, and the Hawks go on a 9-2 run in the half, uh, being down 59-45. to Jalen had 12 points. DeJounte had 11. Trey and Bogey had 10. But the next player, and this is the weirdest thing you're going to hear, the next player had two points, Mr. Clint Capella. Yeah. That yeah, four double digits is, is great. Great to hear if you're if you're the Hawks on the surface. But you dive deeper into that, like you said, Clint Capella with two points. That 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 cannot happen as far as just the Hawks general scoring. And normally you'd see Sadiq Bay up there with with generally um, a de- decent amount of scoring for the Hawks as as a that fourth option in the starting lineup. But man, it, it was struggle town for Sadiq tonight. Struggles he, struggle might be an understatement, Mikey. It, it it was probably he. We'll go into the box score later, but uh, the, he could not find the bottom of the net, and and he was definitely pressing a little bit. He had a couple of open shots that he passed up. Um, that it, it's just in general, he's on that team to shoot, and I know he he may be not shooting the ball very much very well right now, but he's got to take those shots to to get out of whatever funk he's he's been in for really the last like six weeks. And it's it's been a, it's been a long time since. Sadiq has found the rhythm offensively just on his catch-and-shoot game. Yeah, and and moving on to the third, um, J.J., you know, to begin the third, gets to the line and misses both free throws. Yeah, (laughs) like the Hawks, Trey Young, one of the best in the league at drawing fouls and one of the best foul shooters. Jalen has been better at that as of lately. But J.J. goes to the line, misses both, and you just felt like, after that, the 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 train was derailing. The Cavs go up seventy six to fifty six, and during this third quarter, the the death quarter labeled by some Hawks fans, uh, the rotations for Atlanta they were just so late. It looked like they were on tired legs. But one thing one thing I want to point out, and it happened a lot in this game, unfortunately for Atlanta, they were helping off the strong side corner three, and when when you're helping on the strong side. That's one thing that coaches, even even when you're young and in high school and middle school, I know for me personally, I was always taught to ne- never help in on the court side, uh, on the strong side corner three, because that shot's always going to be there if you make a simple dish out. And it seemed like the Hawks got caught uh, following for that a lot, and they they especially Sam Merrill and George Niang, both of those hit a ton of corner threes. Hey, we finally had a Hawks starter hit some free throws with DeJounte Murray at the 545 mark in the third quarter. Like, it's, man, it almost seems comical, Mikey, just because of how great Trey Young is at drawing fouls and doing all the small things. But it felt like also in this game, it was just Trey, I mean, he just wasn't getting calls as well. The the offense it was definitely three point heavy for sure. I don't think the Hawks tried or was aggressive enough to get to the rim, and I think Mike Bray mentioned that in his interview at halftime. They need to be they needed to be more aggressive. They needed to be better in transition, and 
Atlanta didn't really have those opportunities. They shot they shot a lot of threes. And yes, while that's a staple in Quinn off in Quinn's offense, you need to balance that out with attacking the rim because shooting a lot of threes to me, when they're not going in, it kind of signals those those tired legs uh, that you've been referencing to. Yeah, it could also shoot you out of a game. Like if you're getting up too many of them that aren't falling, you could shoot yourself out of a game really quick. And definitely when Cleveland has possessions that they are converting on. At getting to the rim and you know it felt like the hawks were just taking those threes yeah. i want to say i want to say taking those threes in probably not the best way as in you know not the cleanest looks yeah and in the third quarter it really the middle quarter second and third quarter the hawks let the Cavs score 34 points other than that, you know, the first quarter, they only scored 25. Fourth quarter, you know, there was some garbage time involved in here, but 23. It was really those middle two quarters that, that really did the Hawks in. But uh, they, they did show some life early in the third quarter. Uh, sorry, in the middle of the third quarter. They went on a 7-2 run to cut the lead to 15. And Patty Mills, and contrary to a lot of Hawks tonight, he knocked down a couple threes. He gave the, the offense, I thought, a big energy boost in the second half. Yeah, I thought Patty Mills was really good in this game. Like, I I have no complaint for Patty. Uh, I felt like in the first half he struggled a lot, but definitely as the game went along, he he found his uh, groove for sure. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell didn't play a lot in the second half. He went out in the end of the third, and I don't think that J.B. Bickerstaff planned for him to come back in this game, Uh, but we'll see in the fourth in a little bit that he did come back and and ride the ship a little bit for, for the Cavs. but. Cleveland was up 93-70 to 70 at the end of the third quarter, and it, it kind of looked over from there. But to begin the fourth, Bogey got hot. He went on, he went on a personal run. Um, right after that, Niang drains a three. And the Hawks get it to, to where it's, just, uh, it's just, just under a 15-point game. But right after that, uh, Donovan Mitchell comes in the game and, and kind of writes the ship. Yeah, uh, Donovan gets to, I want to say it was like three straight mid-range shots that he ended up probably capping this game off for the Hawks, unfortunately. And something interesting for Hawks fans to keep an eye on is at the eight, at the 843 mark, uh, Jalen Johnson stepped on Jared Allen's foot. He twisted his ankle, but he stays in the game. So that'll definitely be something for Hawks fans to keep an eye on as far as the injury report from Monday's game. And also immediately after that Trey goes down uh tops an elbow to the face on a euro step from Isaac Okoro has to be evaluated as we learned in the post game from Quinn for a concussion that that is not good news for Hawks fans yeah I know I, I normally don't like to backtrack uh when we're talking about this but whenever you saw Max Struess go down early in this game did you think he had a concussion? Because he didn't move. Like, uh, it was on the end of the floor I was standing at. He did not move for at least two minutes. Oh, oh, yeah, in the, in the first quarter. Yeah, Max Drews, uh, Capello ended up blocking his shot. He ends up falling on his shoulder. Uh, he leaves, leaves the game, goes to the locker room, comes back in. But after that, yeah, he wasn't really the same guy. Um, it, but it was weird. He was, he was on the ground for a long time. Uh, so that, that, that was definitely weird for sure. Okay. And then 
you know, kind of, I guess, to end off this game, um, Trader ended up drawing another tar- uh, charge uh, by that uh, Okoro uh, step through. Uh, we know him and Click Capella have a battle going on on who could draw the most charges this year. Uh, I want to say both of them are tied now. So I, I want to see where this goes because I think it's awesome that, you know, you have a center and a point guard and also a point guard that gets no credit for any defense ever. Um, I, I think that, you know, what what Trey's doing with taking charges. I felt like Trey played pretty decent defense in this game. I don't think it was great, but I felt like he was decent. But uh, I always I always like, uh, you know, those kind of competitions between guys. Yeah, and that run that the Hawks went on in the fourth quarter referencing was an 8-0 run. They cut the lead to 102-86 with 7.33 left. Bickerstaff inserts Mitchell into the game and – the Cavs just go from there. It's 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 just pretty much over. Mitchell, like you said, came into the game, three straight mid-rangers. He executes an amazing pass to Sam Merrill for a left-wing three. It looked like Mitchell was trapped with three bodies around him. He somehow hooks the ball over his head uh, to Merrill o- over on that left wing, cashes in the three, and from then, it, it was pretty much over. Yeah, we got a little bit of garbage time minutes from – uh, Seth Lundy, uh, AJ Griffin, uh, and um, I want to say Bruno, uh, Bruno Fernando. Yeah, so um, you know, AJ looked pretty good in his minutes, though. Yeah, and in, in his in his minutes, he did look okay. But in in total, this is a worrying stat for sure, and it brings back kind of those days of tw- of uh, 2016 when when the Cavs and the Hawks met in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Cavs made 20-plus threes in, in a couple of those games. They made 16 threes tonight at State Farm Arena. That is not a recipe for winning if you're the Hawks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, for uh, me being a fan that was there in 2016 for that whole series, that brings back nightmares for me. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was a pretty rough series for sure. As we uh, move on to the box score here, uh, we'll start with Garrison Matthews, 14 minutes, one of three from the field, one of three from three for two assists, two rebounds, and four points. Uh, I thought Garrison wasn't as good as, as he's been lately, uh, but he was all right. He didn't, he didn't really, really play that much, but he knocked down a shot. He was, he was all right. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like Garrison was okay. Um, Trey Forrest, five minutes, 0 for 1 from the field, uh, one rebound, zero points. I, I felt like Trent uh, in this game – didn't really have like the offensive bounce like he did uh, in Miami. He, he just, uh, I felt like he was just inserted into the lineup just for defense. Yeah. Patty Mills at 10 minutes, two of three from deep. He had six points and one steal. I thought definitely in the second half, uh, Patty Mills, his offense definitely gave them a boost off the bench. Uh, he didn't really play that much in the, in the first half, um, but Patty was pretty good in his minutes, I thought. Yeah, I definitely in that second half, I thought Patty was really good. Um, Anyeka Kongwu, 22 minutes, 0 for 3 from the field, uh, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 point. A rough night for Anyeka. Yeah, I think it, Jared Allen has given him fits throughout his career, and I think I think that was the case again tonight. And also Tristan Thompson kind uh, kind of did – uh, I'll hustle him on the boards uh, a little bit there. So it's a rough night for a Kongu. 
As for Bogdanovich, 28 minutes, 5 of 11 from deep, uh, from, from the field, sorry, 1 of, one of 6 from deep, 3 of 4 from the line, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 14 points. I thought Bogey was pretty good in this game. Uh, 1 of 6 from 3, you'd definitely like to see that go, go up a bit more. Um, but I thought he was solid. Not not great, but not terrible. Yeah, I felt like Bogey is uh, still in that shooting slump. I hope he gets out of it soon. Um, Going to this stat line, I don't even want to talk about it very much. Uh, 30 minutes, 0-12 from the field, 0 from 6 from deep, uh, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, Sadiq Bay, 0 points. Yeah, um, not not the greatest night for Sadiq Bay. Definitely definitely in, in the struggle, struggle time right now. And like you said, probably an understatement. He's uh, He is now... 34 he's now 30 for his last i think it was 134 on threes i think i saw a stat during the middle of this game sure that's probably more now but it it hopefully he gets out of this funk soon because the hawks really need that as far as spacing you know jalen has slowed down a little bit as far as his three-point shooting and we knew that would probably be the case jalen being a 40 percent three-point shooter is probably not feasible uh at this stage in his career to have that much of a leap but Sadiq and those corner threes, it's so important for this offense uh, that he can garner enough respect from the defense to knock down those shots. As we go over to Clint Capella now, 22 minutes, three of eight from the field, nine rebounds, one steal, two blocks, six points. I thought both centers uh, really struggled in this game. Capella, I thought he was good in the beginning. Uh, I like the nine rebounds, but you know, three of eight from the floor, and uh, that's not – that's kind of that's not the type of night you want uh, from your center, especially when you're shooting close to the basket. Yeah, and we'll move on to Trey Young. Uh, 28 minutes, six of 12 from the field, three for four from deep, uh, five assists, one rebound, uh, 15 points. I felt like Trey had an, an okay day, uh, okay game. He was he was really efficient. Um, but for me, like, uh, I think that, you know, Trey just couldn't really find exactly what he was looking for in this game. He, he didn't really look like himself out there. And I wonder, you know, he is still dealing with that, that illness or something. And then he ended up, you know, obviously hurting, uh, getting hurt on that drive by Coro in the fourth quarter, but yeah, not, not the greatest night from Trey. Uh, as we go into DeJounte Murray now, 35 minutes, 10 of 19 from the field, two of seven from deep, two of two from the line, nine rebounds, five assists, one steal, 24 points. DeJounte Murray was in offensive, was in his offensive rhythm for pretty much the entire game. He shot efficiently. Uh, defensively, I still think it, it was a bit rough as it was for, for most of the Hawks during that second and third quarter. But I thought DeJounte was pretty good in this game. Yeah, I felt like DJ was okay. Um Moving to Jalen Johnson, uh, 33 minutes, 8 for 16 from the field, 1 for 5 from deep, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 20 points. Definitely the player of the game for the Hawks. And I felt like Jalen had a, a pretty good game. I, I felt like he could have been more aggressive whenever he had guys like George Niang and, you know, some of the guys that – the Cavs kind of employed to guard him, I felt like he could have been made way more aggressive and got to the rim a little bit more. Yeah, especially in that first quarter. I thought he, he might have been a little bit passive. And, you know, they, he got a ton of switches onto Sam Merrill. And what I want Jalen to do in there is 
is call for the ball, get in post position, and, and just go to work. As Sam Merrill shouldn't be able to guard him in the post, and, and someone, so like you said, kneeing off the dribble should not be able to keep keep up with him. So I wish Jalen, uh, while he did have a good game in the end, I, I think he could have easily gotten to you know those upper 20s, maybe a 30 ball tonight if he was that little bit more aggressive. As we move on to the three keys, the Hawks will be going to Sacramento to face the Kings on Monday. Late game starting at 10 o'clock. The first key for me, stopping the ball. De'Aaron Fox, one of, if not the fastest players in the league with the ball in his hands. The Hawks will need to make sure they're back on defense and communicating because if you don't stop the ball in, in any basketball level, but especially at the NBA, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, so um, for sure on that. Um, for the second key is pressure Sabonis uh, and make passes tough. Like Sabonis is, is a good guy that, you know, dishing out the ball himself, uh, definitely from inside. Um, so I feel like the Hawks need to probably play those passing lanes a little bit better and, and but you know, make him make tough passes if he's going to find a guy like Fox. Yeah, I think one guy, I think one type type of way the Hawks need to place a bonus is not give him a lot of space. Now he's not the greatest shooter, obviously, but if you give Sabonis enough space to make him comfortable, he's a great hub for their for their offense in Sacramento. And if you allow him to get comfortable in that space, those passing lanes are wide open. So the Hawks really need to pressure him. I'm looking at Clint Capello and Yeka Kangu, even Jalen Johnson, if they go to play him at center, um, really get up into Sabonis and not make him be comfortable making those passes. And for the third key, uh, the Hawks might be without Trey and Jalen in this game getting hurt in the fourth quarter. It, it is possible. But if that's the case, the Hawks need to still maintain a focus and attack the lane because Sabonis is not a good defender. Uh, the Kings, for, for how good their offense is, their defense isn't that great, and they don't have that shot-blocking center uh, to protect the paint. So DeJounte Murray... Uh, Sadiq Bey, Bogey, especially if JJ and Trey miss this game, they're going to need to be conscious of that and, and attacking the rim. Yeah, uh, DeJounte and, and Jalen need to figure out a way uh, for them to work on the pick and roll as well as Trey and Jalen does because, you know, DeJounte likes that snake route, but that short roll isn't really there for Jalen uh, when DeJounte snakes around the pick and roll. So they need to figure out a way to work that offense so that uh, the offense doesn't really take a hit. When Trey gets off the floor, let's see if the Hawks can bounce back and get a win in Sacramento. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.